Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined by Ruth from Elusive Brewing, who dares to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise Brew. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Right, here we are. We have another fantastic Brave Noise beer that we have brewed. And we have the lovely Ruth from Elusive, who we brewed it with. Let's all have it up there. Look. Yay! So that's a great is. cover photo, right? Yeah, that's a good, exactly. I was like, everyone put that up quick. There we go. Can I open it now? Yes, you can open it now. Open it. <laughs> open it. Do it. We've opened ours already. Oh, that that sound. sound! We opened ours already, so we're we're rubbish. It people. looks beautiful. It smells beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brewery ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> sound effects. No, we're letting. I, I'm a it's fan good. of like yeah. beer and brewery ASMR. Yeah. I've been trying to get people to like buy into it. People aren't buying into it. I don't understand why. But ah, <laughs> oh, so let's start drinking it. Cheers. <laughs> Mm. Cheers. Mm. I did um I did cheat and I did have it out of the tank and I did hug the tank and I whispered <laughs> sweet nothings to it and I told it, You just be the best West Coast pale ale that you can be and that's all we expect of you and that's all you can do. And I think it's turned out fucking great. Yeah. I think the reason it tastes so good is is the extra love that went love. into it. It there was so love. much love yeah. <laughs> so much love from all of us that went into it and then i just sealed the deal with the hug yeah with the hug. <laughs> that was good oh so how, how are you feeling like obviously you led this how are you feeling with it oh. i think it tastes great but <laughs> the beer's the beer's great so like that that side of it um i'm really happy with i mean i was never really worried about that anyway because andy makes delicious beers and it's kind of yeah. his recipe but he lets us mix um <laughs> <laughs> it's like work production we we genuinely we did so that's yeah. I'll, I'll take i'm gonna take the credit for the kind of brewing it um so beer wise i'm just i'm so happy um with how the whole project is going really please a bit a bit overwhelmed um with the kind of like the support that we've had from people um and with kind of the, the feedback we've had like even prior to launch and the amount of people who've um, so I sent an email out to all of our kind of launch venues earlier this week and some people kind of responded saying how how much they really appreciate being involved and how much the project means to them. Um, oh, amazing. So, so it's wonderful, but I like, it, it is a bit, it makes me a bit emotional just to kind of, just to talk about it. Um, so it's, 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 it's fantastic. Yay. And do you want to take us through the tastes that we, that we are getting? Oh. <laughs> just for anyone that's listening and is like, I want to be drinking that talk us through the taste uh yeah so we um we went for in terms of the, the beer we went for a west coast uh pale ale kind of take on the recipe so the classic brave noise recipe is um a new england pale uh hopped with mosaic and sabro um we because we're elusive swapped it into a west coast because that's what it had we to do. be because it, it had, had to, to be, be. <laughs> um, and we we kept the mosaic kept sabro and added in a little bit of talus um which I think just brings a bit of balance to it. Personally, I find um, mosaic and sabro together can be quite kind of perfumey, um, but I find the talus kind of brings a bit of kind of body to that and a bit more citrus character. Um, smells delicious. That's a really bad tasting note though. Um, <laughs> I get a little bit of kind of, a um, little bit kind of peach and apricot um, and grapefruit zest on the aroma. Um, I was say grapefruit for sure, as yeah. well as what I'm getting. My nose and kind of, I feel like I need to do like more citrus fruit eating, kind of like kind of orange, but not quite more like mandarin, satsumari kind of vibe. I need to eat more citrus so I get better descriptors. Um, <laughs> That's the best way of learning all the different descriptors is to try all the different foods. Try all the foods. Yeah. Um, and then those things for me really carry through. The thing I'm really pleased about is it feels just so kind of, um, it's full of flavour, but really easy going. And um, like the first can of it, I was like, all I want to do is just go and sit in a pub garden in the sunshine and like you know sometimes you get a beer where you have a pint of it um and you actually don't want anything else like there's there's 12 different things on the bar but i just want to have pints and pints and pints of that 
Um, and yeah. for me, that's that's this beer. Yeah, Which like as as the person that's like, uh, and I think I said it to you, and you were like, you take that back. I'm not normally like West Coast person. I'm normally like New England. But I was like, everyone was like, yeah, West Coast, the best coast, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and normally for me, like West Coast can just be so like sometimes they could just be so bitter yeah. that they are just off putting to me that i'm like it's just too much and i'm not a fan but like i do feel like elusive as a whole like oregon trail like all those to me they're not so bitter they are so well balanced that like, the bitterness is there but like i get so much more than that that i this the bitterness isn't like overbearing for me at all it is very like moorish it's almost bringing like a moorish element to it that again like you said i could sit there and i just would drink it quicker but for me that's what that's that's what bitterness is there for like the whole that's what bitterness does in beers it dries out your palate and goes oh that's cool i know what i'd really like <laughs> some more beer um, <laughs> it's a nice little self-fulfilling prophecy um i'm so pleased you like it i mean when when we were thinking about the recipe we really wanted to to make it as kind of appealing to a lot of people as possible um it's a bit of a weird one for us because it's the first one of the first beers we've done where actually the, the beer itself is kind of second to like the wider project um but we didn't by any means mean want that to kind of mean that the beer was a lower quality or secondary but we kind of wanted it to be something that if people bought it because they really liked the kind of the feeling behind it and they wanted to donate and they wanted to kind of do a good thing for brave noise that it would kind of appeal to as many people as possible Joe, do you I, like it? You bought, you I bought do. the hops. I get, I did, I did. We bought those over. Um, <laughs> Are we allowed well to say that on all of, Yeah, we're allowed to say that. I just don't say the specific name. The hops, the nondescript hops. Yeah. The, no, the nondescript <laughs> hops that uh, if <laughs> you look uh, on the back of the can will be you'll listed. Find out who's, yeah, you'll find out who's there. Um, as well as like all those lovely citrusy flavours, I get kind of like bread and cracker in there as well. Mm which really gives it like a good like it adds to the body and that drinkability of it i think it's really lovely and it's just like it is beautiful to look at like it's not not like it's almost crystal clear but it's got these lovely little like streaming bubbles that are just kind of wandering their way up the glass and then a lovely foamy head on it it's it's a beautiful thing to behold and to drink you so I'm so glad we were part of it. That's brilliant. <laughs> and you might want the next thing notes for me. Yeah. Great. The, uh, the, like, the dryness as well, like, for me is just so, like, I love that. I love it. <laughs> like, I just, all, all of it together, I'm like, uh, but then it, I feel like, bi like, I, I feel like it's going to come across, like, biased, being like, it's so good. A, because I help make it. B, because you're local to me and I go down to see you guys like quite a bit but like so I feel like people are not gonna take my word for it but like Joe, but, I mean Joe helped do it and brought the hops but yeah. still like but I think a lot a lot of kind of care went into it so a lot of care yeah. went in from Andy's perspective from the recipe to make sure that it kind of tasted as as sort of perfect as it possibly could a lot of thought went into it because we wanted to have we really wanted to have something that was in the spirit of brave noise but we didn't just want to kind of replicate the same recipe so it didn't feel very kind of us and like with the branding yeah. we've wanted it to look like it lives in the same family but it's not the same um and then on the brew day kind of like the the like the care and the obsession that everyone was like just wanting to get everything right so it's yeah it's it's had a lot of love and and tori's tank hugging um but it's had a lot of love go into it and as we've been tasting it throughout fermentation and then during conditioning we've all just been so been so pleased and kind of really thinking about like the dry hops that have gone in and how we've used those and just, i mean what we actually found when we before we did any dry hopping or any sort of um sort of cold side additions we were tasting it, it was like this is really good <laughs> and we were almost kind of like oh we could just kind of leave it alone it's <laughs> like we didn't <laughs> want to break it um so all of those things are kind of been really really, kind of really carefully thought through um, and so I'm, I'm so pleased that it, it shows in the finished beer and that you like it so much. It, it was that thing where I was like, if Elusive's doing it, I feel like it either has to be a West Coast or a black IPA. And I was like, there's no way that that like, it could be just the standard recipe. The standard I was recipe. like, because it just wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel so elusive. So yeah. like, I'm so glad that what the decision that was made to make it the West Coast Pale is like, 
I feel like it was just perfect. Like it was just perfect, <laughs> especially for what people would expect to like get from you as well. So I think how you said about if it was a case of someone was buying for the cause, they still wanted to be able to uh, have an enjoyable beer and, and all that. But I think like actually the arguments you made is I've seen so many arguments about not knowing what Brave Noise still that they don't know what Brave Noise is or anything like that. Um, so this is like the perfect way to be like, there's a brewery I love. They've done this beer. It's yeah. a West Coast Pale. I love a West Coast Pale. Let's try this. And oh, what actually is a Brave Noise? And, and look into it. So I feel like it kind yeah, of works both ways. Scan the QR code on the back and, and read the stuff. Um, yeah. It's really interesting what you, you say about people not knowing about it. Because I think uh, within the beer industry, I hope that I hope that most people do know about it now. Um, the thing it is quite a difficult thing to describe so i'm i've been writing a, a blog that's going to go out next week that kind of gives a bit more of a a background and why we think that the project is so necessary so i think for for me it's all very well like we've made like we're making donations to the coven which is fantastic they're going to do great work with it all of that stuff is great and is um <laughs> and it's done sorry i'm just showing my, my boobs <laughs> Tori's got her coven hat on and Ruth has got her coven t-shirt on just but, for those that are listening sorry that's a bit weird um yeah but all, all of that side is great so yeah we've made a nice beer we've made a donation and that kind of could be it and I I feel a little bit that maybe some breweries have kind of done that for me the thing that's most important is like the noise bit and we have a platform and we have people who um because they either have fantastic or terrible taste like to like to follow and see what we do and so fantastic taste um, fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah. but we want to use that to really explain why this is necessary but through that explaining what brave noise is is in a succinct way is actually quite difficult yeah and i kind of want to find a way to do that i have a weekend to work out how to do that in a kind of a succinct manner because it's kind of like it's a beer and it's a movement and it's a project and it, it's all these different things and it's trying to explain that i think particularly to consumers um can be slightly confusing um, yeah particularly i'll work on, i'll work on that in the next 48 hours <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there's some level of like I, I i would raise the argument that i think that to some degree like when i hear that about oh people don't know about it i my counter argument is always like i think there's some degree of willful ignorance though at this point um, because like people are talking about it enough like we went to London Craft Beer Festival where the Brave Noise team was literally walking around trying to talk to breweries like a lot of different breweries and it kind of felt it feels like if you're still at a point two years on that you're like I don't know anything about that despite how many people have talked yeah. like Johnny Garrett's talked about it like so many people have done a lot to talk about it that it feels like if you don't know about it but you're in the scene to that degree you should know about it and it almost must be willful ignorance if you don't know anything about it if, by this point. If you are a brewery and you do not know about this project then you have not been paying enough attention yeah, and you, you kind of don't, it's not you don't serve your place but like in the beer industry but you've, I mean there are problems if you don't know about the problems then where have you been Yeah. or have you been ignoring them and this is a solution to those problems so if you don't know about it then kind of implies you haven't been looking for a solution and yeah. you haven't paid attention once been presented to you, which uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that every brewery in the UK should have brewed a brave noise like that is, um, so do, yeah. that's not a practical solution. Yeah. And that's particularly in the current climate, then I think that's something that is definitely kind of not always be pushing on people, but to know about it and celebrate people who do, then that is, that is doable. Exactly. That's yeah. the distinction. I think it's the between it's not necessarily that we're saying you should have been brewing one because you might have had very valid reasons yeah. not to, but it's the argument of like, I don't, I don't know where that is. Yeah. The awareness. And, it's like, and then like as well, if you're not sure, if you're not sure what it is and you, you weren't sure about it or you're still not sure about it, then you go and find out about it. Don't expect no. other people to do the work. Google is you. your friend. Do, yeah, oh, like do the work. It's pretty easy. You can literally just go into Google and put in Brave Noise and it will come up. I've like, wanted to send let me Google that to you <laughs> links to people before, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 no. You win more but flies then, with honey. I'm happy, to <laughs> so... ask, I'm happy to answer questions, but the fundamental part of it is it yeah. is quite easy for you to go and yourself go and find out what this is about if you're still not sure. 
I think that is difficult because like, a lot of the time when people say, oh, what should we be doing? I'm like, I don't know, why don't you go and like ask the internet and see what people say? But, but then equally, I think if people have, if they've kind of been brave enough and put the interest in yeah. ask, yeah. then I want to do everything I can to encourage them to to go and to think more and to think further. And it's a really, it is a difficult one. Like It's, it's, it's a fine half, balance, isn't it? It's half like, are, those, are people kind of going to women for help with it kind of putting more pressure on people they shouldn't be or are they just trying to be good in the best way they can and it's understanding if it's genuine yeah, it's difficult yeah it's, it's like it, is it a genuine i don't know is it a yeah. is it an attempt to feel like they've done something yeah and i think sometimes everything anything is good at this point yeah yeah that's true <laughs> and i think as well sometimes you can tell when somebody asks the question or by the way they phrase it or the tone or things like you can tell when they're just being lazy and they want you to do the work for you and tell them everything about it or when it's a genuine okay i want to know how can i help how can i do this like what what can i change to help me or if someone comes to you and says okay i don't know what to do but what about this like come with some ideas already so that we're not doing all the work yeah i mean what i do love so i mean i've had conversations about this with so many people and particularly with with men and then when you do see them kind of really taking those ideas on board and and running with it like i um mm. i remember mentioning the the white ribbon project um which is like a, a men's um basically a men's like anti-violence movement pledge kind of thing um link in the show notes um, <laughs> but i remember mentioning that to someone and then like from there seeing them kind of really take that on board and make that part of their life and so sometimes it's kind of you put the effort in and go like, yeah like a, yeah. a thing a thing happened it's it's when you can see when you talk about it and you can like see the switch kind yeah. of go and you go oh they are genuine like they are being genuine they are taking this on board and, and i've just helped somebody like yeah. down the right path which is yeah. good um, no, totally get that. But I guess that leads me to the first question that we tend so we we tend to ask like the same set of questions, like brave noise questions to everyone, and where it veers off, it veers off. But uh, the first question nicely leads us into is why did you, as a brewery, want to get involved in the brave noise beer? So good question. Um, that's what everyone says when they're buying time, isn't it? That's a great question. Well done. Um, <laughs> So in, in all honesty, um, we had been, where are we now? We're January 2023. We'd been talking about doing a Brave Noise probably since uh, mid-2021, probably. Um, at that point, I think we really wanted to do it, but we were kind of concerned in terms of um, the financials mainly, um, particularly because at one point it did say kind of um, that you had to the idea was to donate like all revenue from that beer and we were like we're just coming out of lockdown we want to support this project we're like we, we desperately want to do something positive um but doing that is is just from a business perspective just not not a thing we can do at the moment um and so we kind of kept kind of floating around um um every couple of months it kind of like popped up it's like should we do this thing um and and like and I've listened to your episodes where you kind of like you go through like the excuses that people go through and it's like we did all those excuses, um, but then um, kind of like the middle of the middle of last year, middle of sort of 2022, I think we felt a lot more kind of confident in our um, in our trading position. I think it was probably before the mini budget fuck up thing mm. um, that we kind of made like a conscious decision to to really kind of sit down and see what was involved. Um, and we realised by that point, actually, you could just make um, a, a significant donation that was kind of was kind of meaningful, but it didn't have to be like this like all of your revenue thing. Um, and for me personally, I think it was when I became MD was probably the first thing that I kind of said, "Cool, right, we're just going to do this then." <laughs> um, and that, but that sounds like the other people in the team are not on board, and that's not true. It just it was something that it's something that is really for me personally is incredibly important. Um, and I think I kind of thought, right, well, this is this is the thing that I care about. In fact, if, of all the beers that we make, this is the one that I care about most, and it's the one that I want to happen most. And so, I can't wait. Let's like push for that thing. So, yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely yeah. i would just say yeah. as well like about the the thing about the excuses just for anyone that's listening to it now that that whole argument just to summarize that for anyone that's not heard the other episodes it, it it's more about as well demystifying some of the brave noise stuff because i think that they're that some of those you know quote unquote like excuses they're very valid um but some of them it was more like the demystifying some of those because it would be like something like oh i i can't we can't afford to donate like all this and then it was like oh actually actually yeah, we had this conversation with the brave noise team and they're okay with not having it be all of all of the yeah. revenue from it and, and, that, and like that, that kind of stuff Mm. which um, is it's good i don't want anyone to i don't want anyone to listen to it and then go oh you know it, it was a genuine reason because the thing is like there are genuine as you said we don't they, some they, people they there are genuine there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's if you if you kind of think about it it almost like it's difficult that like, you almost don't want to shout about being able to make a donation when you know that so many other breweries are in this position where like they they just want to pay their staff um yeah so like, I think we can, we appreciate that we're we're in a really lucky position to be able to do that. Um, I do think the other thing that sort of for me pers- and, and for the wider team actually. So when when Brave Noise first launched, obviously like there was Brianne's tweet or social media post, and then there was like all this like outpouring of of feeling, um, and then you had Siobhan doing amazing work, sort of like publicising that in the UK, and there was like this massive kind of like everyone's like says like like beer me too thing but this massive outpouring of emotion um which was both kind of wonderful to see because i think it finally made people sit up a little bit and pay attention but also um it was it was obviously like quite difficult stuff to to look at um and then it kind of and everyone was really angry like doing stuff and really motivated and then it kind of went away again um and i feel that always happens (laughs) Um, yeah. and then we just talked about this the other day yeah. and, and how then, irate it makes us <laughs> and then something else happened and then there was like there was obviously punks of purpose um and then like the brew dog documentary and each time there was a thing everyone was like oh my god this is awful but then it's like oh well the awful is kind of it's 10 minutes away so it's kind of gone and i felt like the more that kind of happened and went away actually the the more it want i wanted to do something like doing something when everyone else is angry is great because you get to like be part of the crowd and all shout yeah but i actually think it's really important to keep it, it it's difficult but i think it's really important to keep having those conversations when when actually it's not all over social media and it's not being talked about on radio 4 and it's not got a documentary about it because the stuff is still happening so we need to kind of keep talking about it and like keep that momentum going throughout the year yeah. It yeah. is like that worst 15 minutes of fame, but it's not 15 minutes of fame. It's just like that 15 minutes of awful news. And then the way that the media cycle works and everyone kind of goes outrage, outrage, outrage. And then like a week later, people are like, oh, there's a new thing that's happened. And actually we forget about that old yeah. thing. And Joe and I literally were just talking about this the other day when, when we were getting really frustrated about something that had happened. And we were just like, but people forget all about that now no one cares about that now because now there's something else that they're upset about and and it can be so frustrating and i think it's a very bold like statement to be like well we still care about this so we're gonna brew a brave noise <laughs> like it's it's nice to to see that you can still want to do it it's you know you, you've done it unity's done it tracks like a few different breweries of kind of like the anger and outrage has I don't want to say die down because it's still there like a hundred percent but just as like a people aren't talking about it like they were <sighs> but, but, but a year and, I, and i do kind of feel that maybe like people feel that i don't know like do people think it's fixed because they've had a bit of like i don't know i mean i don't know I was I think asked some people do think it's fixed i think some people do think it's fixed i think they're like okay yeah i can go back to you know buying from this brewery whatever or this thing because it's fine now but i feel like you need to see like either there needs to we need to have seen action because some some people haven't done any action and it's just kind of gone under the radar and now everything's fine so we need to keep having these conversations and being like yeah no there's still still work to be done there's, yeah. it's going to take a long time it's not a quick fix and, but but that doesn't mean that people can't can't get better i mean we yeah I mean, exactly we had a really kind of honest conversation at at the brewery the other day. I mean, so in our in our code of conduct, um, which we created because we signed up to Brave Noise, and that's one of the things that you have to kind of 
commit to. And that's been, a, for me, a really useful thing to do. So I suddenly got this document that was like, cool, those are the rules. And, it, and it's really, it's much easier almost to have those kind of conversations when there's a set of rules in place. Yeah. Um, but one of them says that we won't work with any brewery who we think is behaved in a way that we don't think is right or has been accused of bullying or anything else. Um, but but some of those breweries that have been accused of things are breweries where we know the, the people, like we know the people, the people are our friends. Um, yeah. And we want to work with them because like you want to work with your mates and it's interesting Like we've actually had to have a conversation about, right, if we want to do something, we then need to have a really open conversation with them saying, right, this two years ago, this is the situation as we saw it please can you talk us through what's happened and has the situation improved because if it has that's fantastic surely that's the whole that's the whole aim of yeah, the game that's the whole point um things have got better that's wonderful um but that's quite that's a weird thing to have to do yeah um, it's awkward it, but yeah, it's also but it's necessary really, but also i think it's a really good thing because it's all very well having a code of conduct that sits at the bottom of your website but the actual like living it bit and actually, if, if all breweries had that kind of as a thing that they worked with and said, right, or all festivals, even if all festivals said we will not work with anyone that we feel has misogynistic branding or has been accused of bullying or is, is not looking after and treating people in the right way. Surely that would be, a, I mean, just from like a financial point of view, surely that's a reason for people to get their shit together. I don't want them to have to do it because of money, but, I, but if that's what makes them do it, don't right, really if mind. That's it, if that's what it takes, then maybe that's what needs to be done i i can only liken it to like it's got to be an it's a brave conversation brave noise brave conversation to have um and i think it's hard because like it, it is hard calling a friend out and trying to be like let's talk through this but the only thing i can liken it to that people that aren't within the brewing industry would kind of be able to relate to is like if you're out at a pub or a tap room or wherever else and you're with a friend who is has been drinking a bit and has maybe behaving be behaving a little bit inappropriately, like says something inappropriate to someone, you should say to them like, Hey, you know, that's you should you should say to them like, that's not okay, like what let's let's talk let's, you know, diffuse that situation because you care about them as a person. It's not to say you don't care about them. It's you wanna be like, Oh, I don't know if you realise that this happened and that's not okay. Like in future don't do that and make sure they're actually taking the steps to not kind of make those mistakes in future like you have to not be afraid to kind of have those honest conversations with your friends because you care about them that's the only thing like the closest thing i can liken it to so that someone that's not in the brewing industry can kind of understand that um but yeah it's got to be hard but i feel like it's a really important conversation to have um yeah i just yeah can't imagine having to do it though because it must be like you must be like i really we like the answer normally would be an immediate yes <laughs> but now you have to stop and go actually but it's also i mean we've had the same experience with beer festivals as we discussed on the brew day um mm. that we've had to like we're starting to have those conversations and that i mean it's not nice but like the more breweries have those conversations and say you you are a beer festival you want my beer grand please please tell me your code of conduct show it to me tell me what you're going to do to keep people safe like the more mm. the more that just becomes a normal thing like you wouldn't you wouldn't sort of say like what's your fire safety procedure like everyone just has it it's normal like yeah. that's a standard and having a thing that keeps people physically and emotionally safe should be a standard yeah i think it, it might not be you know the nicest or the least awkward thing to have to do but i think like it's the thing of the more norm the more we normalize it the more it, it removes that stigma of being an awkward conversation or a not nice conversation to have and it the more like you said it becomes commonplace and and the more that it actually says that people in the industry want this, like they want that change and they want to help make sure everyone makes that change, that it's like, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have that conversation. Like if you didn't want to see somebody else doing the right thing and surviving, like you wouldn't have that honest conversation. You would just be like, whatever, let, like let them, let people make whatever comments about them that they're going to or whatever. It's like, you want to make sure that people are doing the right things that you're associating with people doing the right things and that you you're vocally saying i want this change because the more people that do that together the more it pushes out the people that don't want to change i think that's quite important to be honest yeah, yeah Sp speaking of festivals <laughs> the cause that you have chosen to support 
Yes. What cause was that? <laughs> and and tell us about about why. <laughs> of course. Um, so uh, we have decided to support the Coven, um, which is um, an organisation led by Pip Young, and specifically their Wellness Officer Program. Um, so the idea is that. Um, our donation, so we've um, funded the training of two wellness officers. Um, so those wellness officers will be trained in uh, first aid, mental health first aid. They'll be um, have kind of an understanding of active bystanding and how to kind of look at situations that could escalate and could turn into something kind of horrible and how to kind of um, de-escalate. That's the right word. Have to disclose those things, um, and they'll be fully trained. And then um, beer festivals can employ those people through the coven, um, and they will be there as part of the kind of the festival teams. So they'll be there working, um, providing support to both um, people attending the festival and also people working and volunteering, um, and helping to keep people safe, but also um, really helping to kind of educate festival organisers about why that's important and what they can also do to make that a kind of a more standard practice. Um, and also because Tori kept telling me about them for about six months, so it seemed like a really good idea. Um, Such a good cheerleader, she In all honesty, we, we did think about a couple of different causes to donate to. Um, the, the Drinks Trust was, was one and kind of mental health charities linked um, to beer and, and not linked to beer. Um, but for me personally, I really want to do something that was a, a practical thing. Um, I hate beer festivals. Um, I used to love them, but honestly, like I cannot. The thought of going to one now just makes me feel a bit sick. I cannot remember the last one I went to where I didn't have a negative experience of, of some kind. Um, I love them because I get to see my friends um, and get to hang out with awesome people and drink great beer. And I hate them because I don't want a person I don't know to grab my ass or move me out of the way by my waist or talk down to me or anything else like no um and so if there's something i can do to make those festivals better and also to prevent the things that have happened to me help like happening to someone else then all over that jump on it go with it yeah 100 percent. like we were saying uh we we're having a chat the other day and we were saying how when we came out of lockdown people had got so comfortable at home just saying Not what they wanted yeah, <laughs> and then we all went back to beer festivals. Yeah, and you go back to a beer festival, and then suddenly everyone's forgotten that you're now back in the world with other people, and they don't want you to touch you. They don't, you know, you don't, shouldn't be getting in people's faces and, you know, telling them that oh, if I wasn't married, what if you weren't married? It's, what it's do you think extra. It was like, extra elation of yeah. like, I'm, I'm so excited I can be out mm. that almost my behavior and how poor it is doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I can grab your ass. I can, I can, I can put my hands on your lower back to talk to you and get in really close. I can make comments like if I weren't married, I can, you know, if you dare to treat me like that's inappropriate i can tell you you've misread the situation and oh, it's, it's just, joking, it's just banter it's just in it can't you take or, a joke he was a bit drunk that's not normally how he behaves like yeah but it is how he normally behaves when he's drunk though yeah just and it's still inappropriate and however if he's drunk uh, oh that it's that's just what he does with drunk with drunk but if something happens to you well were you drinking because I think it is, it's I do find the whole the whole premise of beer festivals I, I find so difficult and on the one hand I like the the community and the like, I love the beer industry so much and getting to like go and like physically be in it is wonderful um but it's such a difficult thing because like I'm always there even if I'm like not there manning a bar I've always got to work like head on it's in some way yeah um and there's no other industry where like loads of people get together with their peers and their customers and they all get pissed together. Like I'm, I'm sure yeah. if like toothpaste industry, that's really true actually. Yeah. Like, knock back off what the vodka and sit in the room together. I'm sure shit would go wrong there as well. Um, yeah. We work in an industry that essentially peddles a drug, like, but we, so we need to find a way to still enjoy beer and enjoy what we do. And Hey, getting drunk's fun like i like it i'm not i'm not gonna say I, that's a bad thing um 
but we have to find a way to be able to do that and interact with each other and no one get hurt right respectfully that, that, that has and, to be possible yeah and look after one another like, yeah be good, be good people even though you've had a yeah. drink because like, if, but like if if we went to the pub like if the three of us went to the pub yeah we could sit there we could drink however many pints i'm allowed to say is a responsible number we could wake up feeling shit and i would not have well it's highly unlikely i would have gone home crying i think that's that's kind of like the yeah. point like yeah so like it's not just the alcohol because if it did if it was just the alcohol every time i sat on my sofa and drank a bottle of wine or every time i went to the pub then something would happen an experience yeah but it doesn't that's such like, a valid point but at events so whether they're pub events or beer festivals or whatever it is for some reason it's different and actually the only festival for probably like seven or eight years i've gone to and gone actually that was fantastic was peak ender which is run by thornbridge each summer um and i think because that was such a fat it was family friendly it was dog friendly it was like yeah. it the the whole vibe was different and that was just like such a wonderful positive experience i just felt great and you could chat to people and there was no weirdness and then like you compare that to like gbbf or lcbf or copyright rising or something like that and like the whole it's like polar opposites so it is possible like they've shown it's possible that was great strong recommend we'll be going again this year taking the dog i think we're going again as well. i know Yay. i was gonna say i i saw i saw that it was dog friendly i was i couldn't do that weekend but because i saw it was dog friendly and you can do camping so and we love good. camping i was like well we might have to go with the dog next year we'll yeah. see <laughs> but yeah no that i would have never thought about like i would have never thought to make the statement that you did about like you could sit you could sit with your your peers and and drink the same amount yeah. and not go home crying unless yeah. it was for a good reason like you you cry and laughing maybe and also like, like, like but, get, getting drunk does make you more emotional i'm not i'm not yeah saying, yeah but the thing is if you're reacting to something even if you're not reacting it's not even overreacting even if you're reacting differently to something because you've had alcohol you're still reacting to something like a thing yeah. has still happened yeah. and just because if you'd had no alcohol you would have probably gone that was a really dick move but you brush it off and if you've had four pints you go fuck me that was the worst thing in the world the thing whatever it's it was still a thing still, still happened, happened and it still should yeah. not have happened yeah yeah and I, th I think it was so the same conversation that we were having um the other day in regards to something else was i think ruth we had this conversation i made this point in the conversation i was having um when i was at elusive and we were having a beer is the whole like if i'm behind a bar I'm, I'm not being like when I'm being nice to you I'm not hitting on you <laughs> like I am being sociable <laughs> I'm being friendly me being friendly is not hitting on you and I think that's also something that's like really important and I think like that's kind of the thing that Coven to bring it back to Coven that's kind of one of the things that the Coven can do is like it's not just for I've attended a festival and, and this thing has happened as a attendee it's like I'm working behind the bar and I had this really bad experience because I communicated with someone in a friendly way. They wanted to find out when I finished working and I told them, oh no, I'm sorry. And then they were really horrible to me and I just need brain space to go and sit <laughs> to just cool down from that interaction. Like what, you know, I understood from Pip, like they, the space they offer, it's not just about like I've been, uh, maybe you haven't even been for, like harassed you've just had a really shit. mental yeah really shit time you're just like i need to go and have some brain space like they offer that space as well and to That's me so that is like so important that the staff feel like they have yeah. a place to go yeah. and chill and in particular if like, let's say like if you're behind the bar at a festival whether you're paid or if you're volunteering you are working just because you've got a pint in your hand you're working you are smiling at someone maybe because you know them and they're your best mate or they could be your partner or you're smiling at them because it's like it's your job it's not your job and you wouldn't if someone was working like behind the till in a supermarket like you wouldn't hang out at the end of the aisle and see what time they were finishing <laughs> and and think that was acceptable because yeah. that person's at work like <laughs> like yeah. but for us is it's 
because it looks like a pub and it feels like a pub then you're kind of hanging out like but it's like no but i'm 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 working it's it's such a different again it's a really it's a really tricky thing to kind of try to unpack and explain um it, but it's the fact that you offer that kind of like a, a breakaway space um yeah. and also sometimes like you, you just want to talk to someone about it like you just want to talk to someone and not be told you're overreacting not be told that you maybe misconstrued it maybe be told it's like oh like have you had too much to drink just would say like this thing happened i'm i'm processing that in this way and someone go cool you you do you and you do that and then you, you go back out and do it i think it's a no-win situation sometimes it's like you might even just be smiling because you're like it's that you're being friendly it's like a you just like people you want a conversation you're being friendly but equally like if you weren't smiling the amount of times that i'm sure all of us have had the conversation about like you should smile more it's like you smile and it's a bad thing you don't smile also a bad thing and you're just like i can't win but i think having a space to go and get something off your chest so you can feel like you just got it out there and someone acknowledged you and validated that you're not in the wrong is just a nice thing to have do you know what i was on a zoom i just you saying that it's not necessarily beer related but i was on just to, to show how widespread this is i was at work on a on a zoo on a team's call on a training about racism and someone private messaged me going, oh, can you smile a bit more? Fuck off. <laughs> right? And I was just like, we're literally <laughs> like, in a work yeah, training so happy about racism, about racism right. and about how we can support oh. people. Yeah, oh, my God. Really and you're messaging me, asking me to smile. Sounds, that sounds really upbeat and kind of comical. <laughs> why, why were you not in hysterics the whole time? I was just like a real peep show moment right there. Oh my That's god! That's terrible. Right. I, like, I think is... I think I told my manager about it, and they were like, "Oh, this was a previous job," and they were like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that person's just a bit strange, aren't they?" But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, that, yeah, but that's really interesting. Like, this is something that I was kind of thinking about earlier and wanted to like discuss with you. It's like, so that kind of like, oh, that person's a bit strange. Like, cool. So that person's a bit strange, and we think they're a bit odd. So we're just going to kind of leave them, and we are allowed to leave it. Yeah. Their ground. Um, and it's like maybe if someone's behaving in a way that you think is a bit strange, you could really gently explain to them why their behaviour isn't okay. Like there are people yeah. out there that are known to behave in inappropriate ways. So people li literally wear like their nickname. I, I will make one up for like lack of wanting to get in the shit with anyone but like right handsy bob and you go oh, oh why is he called right. handsy bob is he like got really big hands and <laughs> <to> play <laughs> basketball it's like, oh no he's got handsy bob because he likes to grab the ladies that's so, oh, right. fantastic wonderful so you've got a mate who you literally your nickname is handsy bob because you know he's got this trait and you're doing nothing but like, it's just a joke eh, yeah eh, yeah like, yeah eh, it's yeah. and it's on all levels like that person oh like they just do that yeah well if if they just do that then may but like genuinely maybe some like not all behavior people really understand is wrong maybe you just have a chat and explain it, it <laughs> yeah. could be that there's like a very like there could be a reason in general for any numerous reasons why they don't understand yeah. why something is inappropriate and like it's how you don't have to approach it in an aggressive manner yeah. where you're like why did you do that that is right like you could just like you said kindly be like yeah that's not okay let me talk to you about this and, and then they might go going forward I, I don't oh i didn't know that <laughs> well, and, like, and i will fully like admit like there is some like i think i mean i think everyone has kind of behaved in ways they regret when they were younger but for me yeah. particularly around use of language and some words like, i just genuinely did not understand where those words came from what they meant why they would be offensive to anyone and now i'm like oh like the like the inner cringe thing yeah yeah <laughs> here's yeah. someone like said actually you really like you you probably don't want to say that because it means xyz and then immediately oh fuck like what an absolute like how horrible have I been immediately stop so maybe these people like if you just said look tell you what maybe you shouldn't 
say to women to smile because actually like their their bodies including their faces are just theirs like your body is right. just yours and like we won't tell you to do anything and you don't tell us to do anything and then like we're all grand um and maybe like if they just thought that it's like cool then then the problem solved and it's gone away and then there's another person not being weird and sending messages on right teams and saying they're just and they're just weird <laughs> we but don't have to make like the excuse if they're just weird they don't know it's just like but you don't want that person to go through their entire life with people thinking they're weird when you could like make their life better and you don't want them also to continue behaving in a way that's not great towards other people like surely if we have enough empathy for the other people around us we don't want them to experience the bad things that we've experienced 100 percent. yeah so I okay, guess this is my chest tonight. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, this is brilliant. So this is this kind of in a way, like again, this has been this is not rehearsed. You've kind of led us on to like the next thing, which is what are the changes that you'd like to see within the industry? Um and you know, is there any specific steps that you guys have either already taken or are planning to take to help drive this from your perspective um i know obviously you mentioned you put together code of conduct so that's probably one thing right there but um yeah yeah Big so question. <laughs> the main the main thing is a business is um i think it's we're in a really lucky position like we're a small team um we see each other daily like we all work like physically close to each other there's no one's like hanging out in the outskirts um i've watched you I, and andy literally <laughs> sat opposite each other on the table on laptops um maybe maybe we're just be going like working in like a like, different um no but it's great and and also i'm i'm so lucky that I, I work with genuinely nice people um so i'm i'm very lucky but i'm also aware that just like through the law of averages if our business was bigger then we might have more issues um but i think for the moment the things that we really want to do are um to co to live by our code of conduct so if we are attending a festival then we want them to have a code of conduct in place um and kind of reminds me of a couple of people that we've like it's difficult because like you say yes to people because oh yeah like you're, you're a mate and we know you're cool so it's like yeah i'm really excited and then i'm like oh and it's just this little admin thing but it's great because we're committing to things happening in like july and august and if they don't have a code of conduct now that's grand because they can write one and then everyone's happy so i think that's really important um and that helps to kind of spread that message that it's a good thing um Brilliant. we we won't work with people as said where we think that they're not treating their their employees or their customers in a way that we want um or not that we want that sounds terrible um in a way that we think that they should be treated as fellow human beings that's a better way of putting it the from a personal perspective i think the things that people could do better are i've said this i, I will keep saying it until it happens i talk to your mates specifically men talk to your friends i'm even if like you're not close friends like, i'm assuming that i know like male friendship groups are kind of different to women like they don't seem to like other people that much um <laughs> as a, as a, broad, a broad statement um but like like i'm sure like you know 20 people um and i'm willing to guess that one of those 20 people maybe at some point under the influence of something or other has maybe not behaved in a great way or has told a joke that's not that funny or has said something that could be offensive to someone if they heard it and it was related to them it's like so when that thing happens tell them just say something don't cut them out don't ignore it don't go oh that's shit like i don't like that but i don't want to do anything like, if you're friends with handsy bob whatever his name is i've made up jesus then talk to, this, what, talk to this person like don't and don't bring them to beer festivals for the love of have God. an intervention um, with hansy bob yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, but these the people that the people that are behaving badly they've got friends like yeah. they're not in this place on their own they they know some like even if they only know one other person like they're not a thing on their own and the longer you just kind of let that behavior slide the longer they think it's okay and that you find it funny and it's like this whole yeah. argument that oh like the problem in the beer industry is with older people um and they've got old-fashioned views and eventually they will die out it's like firstly to be honest that the the scariest things i've had going on in the beer industry happened to me have all been with younger people like the older people yeah it's a bit weird but 
I, I can know it's coming from a, a non-threatening place doesn't mean it's okay and have started to kind of tell them it's not okay difficult awkward horrible etc um but that kind of i think that's a bit of a, a kind of ignoring the problem um but also with and it's a it's a cop out no i would just wait for it to die it's out. doing like, no one no. favors either no. but, also, but with older people if they do behave in, in an appropriate way or a way that is old-fashioned or offensive or they say something i i worked with someone who thought that calling something like if something was bad they called it gay and i'm like oh my word like like only like 20 conversations about why this is not okay anymore it's never okay actually <laughs> but no. but why this is not good it's like but ignoring those people all that happens is the people that come up behind them who work for them who see them who respect them who look for them as aspirational people they look at their behavior and they go cool that is okay because all these people around them are all letting them do it and they're all laughing so therefore that's fine and actually then when those people die or are not in the industry or retire or go to tenerife to turn orange whatever happens the people that have hung out with them for the past 10 years have now got their views and then it goes on and on and on and on and on I, absolutely i've got a friend yeah. uh, we've got a fr I, I, I know somebody that is uh like that where the environment that they work in is very um toxic masculinity for sure and it's to the point that like you'll be out somewhere and they'll say something like that's not okay and i've like definitely corrected them on some of those things and i know like uh mm. people i've been with have also been like like just like how what i cannot believe that that was just said but i think i i've called them out on it because i'm like oh well i feel like that not in a i've kind of done it in like a jokey way because i'm friends with them so i feel like i can like jokey call them out and it does it it lands in a way that it's like i'm serious but also like it's not as aggressive and i think it's all just like adapt to your audience like if it's your friend then call them out and call them out in a way that you feel like comfortable calling yeah. them out but you have to call them out because you're not doing them favors but you're right it's that thing of like when you're surrounded by that type of group that mentality gets passed down as it might not even be funny it might just you think it's acceptable yeah <laughs> like it's, it's not that it's not even funny it's that it's just how we refer to things yeah. and it's like yeah that's not okay <laughs> i would like to it's like as an add-on to that is that i think we also like we all need to be open to feedback um I will happily admit that personally, I find that really difficult. Um, I, I like people to tell me a hundred incredible things about me and then put one small criticism and then another hundred fantastic things about what Compliment sandwich. Why compliment. I am the best human in the entire world. Um, but I think this, it's almost this, like, if we're really going to make a change, it's not just in beer, it's kind of in, in society but we we live in this bubble then we're all gonna have to kind of be open to being told we're not doing stuff right i don't know what i'm doing like we're all just learning and trying to like, read the books and read the articles and do all that kind of stuff um but we we have to be open to kind of being told if we're not doing something right so obviously we've kept you for longer than like what we said we'd keep we said we'd keep you an hour and we're going like slightly over that so we'll, the therapy we'll end it. fantastic thank you <laughs> cathartic we'll uh we'll end with the final one which is is there any message that you'd like to send to any breweries that are considering brewing a brave noise um or don't know about it that you know might not have been planning to do so or might have been thinking about doing it and was like oh i'm not sure and i will say this because i know that the initiative is at an end but i did reach out to the brave noise team um ahead of our launch on the fourth i say our launch like it's like i'm like it's our it's launch it's our elusive launch it's everyone <laughs> you put love into the beer ahead like you, i did you, i hugged it i right. embraced it i encouraged it to be the best it could be because uh, no pressure no no expectations um but ahead of that i did reach out to them just to kind of understand and i said my understanding from you know the post was that the initiative as a whole has ended but if people still wanted to brew it they could reach out did they want people to still reach out or was it just a case of do the right things and just don't put brave noise on it and they said like yeah just make sure you reach out via the email so um you, it sounds like from what i understood you can still 
brew it if you want to, even though it's past deadline. So if there's anyone that's considering it, that maybe is like, oh, I'm not sure. What is your words of wisdom? Go. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I would say that if there are people thinking about it, then then kind of go for it and don't be too caught up in the recipe and don't be too caught up in the design um, and don't be too caught up in like how much you have to donate. Um, if like like don't don't let that be a barrier. If you don't like the beer style then fine, brew, brew whatever it brew anything you want um yeah. and design it any way you want and donate whatever you feel comfortable to a cause that you think is good because everything you're doing is making things a little bit better um i think the other thing i'll say is like for, for me the biggest thing the biggest learning curve has been the writing a code of conduct and then actually trying to run a business according to that code of conduct because they are two really different things um, and if you don't want to brew a brave noise, fine. Like, don't like you, a, you can like, you can still retweet and help other people who are, you can still pick a charity and brew a beer for them, or you can pick a charity and say that actually we can't donate to them, but we've got like a way in our tap room that you can, like there are loads of like digital, um, like tip jars and that kind of thing. You can have a tip jar and donate that to a charity. Um, but the main thing is like write a code of conduct, decide what is important to you and then run your business according to that thing because if we all have that and because no one's going to sit there well i hope that no one is going to sit there and go cool what are the things that are important to us and what do we not care about and if people are going well we don't care about other humans then fine but, but i hope that the beer industry will kind of say you're on your own and i hope that your customers will say that too whereas if you care about other people then just do, do a thing to help other people it doesn't and like a code of conduct costs you like what a couple of hours go and like research some click on all the links on the brave noise website everyone on that link has got one there nick someone else's um it's kind of what we did we took all the bits from other people's ones that we liked and we mashed them together um so yeah like, steal someone else's and and live by that and that will make a, a really big impact i, I think so that's good. that's really that is a really important thing though like but if you are a brewery that's like i don't care about other people uh well think Fuck about yeah. it this way sorry definitely no, de de definitely definitely but if there's nothing else that motivates you think about how if you actually put things in place you're actually going to just make more people be like cool that's a place i feel comfortable like that's all you're doing you can make by a thinking about other people. argument about like being good like th yeah. think about the number of pubs that really like pubs and bars that really really care about where their beer comes from like not, not that i'm one of those people they want to work with absolutely yeah. and i'm not even suggesting that it's like oh, i want to frequent someone that doesn't care and is just doing it to like you know tick a box by any means because that is the exact opposite of like personally what i'm in interested in but it's like if i can't make any other argument for you as to why to do a code of conduct it's like think about like it's only good for business like making a code of conduct is good for your business because it just shows to people that like especially if you are a person that's doing all the right things and and you just don't have that and you're like well that's just going to be better for it's, your business it's great for so many things like it's great to, be able to say to customers it's so it's great for, for our perspective to be able to say to our taproom customers like we will do these things like this is not acceptable to us we'll do these things to keep you safe but like, imagine if you were recruiting like you want to recruit someone and that's cool. So you've got this document that you can show to any respective candidate, perspective, perspective, yes, candidate, perspective. and go, um, <laughs> this is how we run our business. These are the things that are important. And you've got it there and it's written down. You don't have to think about it. Like, yeah. And then you're going to get someone who goes, cool, I'll tell you what, I really, maybe it's not even like you're paying the best salary to should pay people well. But like, there are things that are important and people go, actually, yes. If that's how you run your business, I want to work for you. Yeah. Care caring about people just yeah. pays in dividends and it's good for everyone. So it's like, just care about people. Um, no, that was, that was brilliant. I know you have, because I was going to say, is there anything you want to plug? I know you've got a list of all the places that are carrying it. We're, we're launching a beer on the 4th of February <laughs> and I'd like <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> That'd be mine's gone that's how good it is I yeah, drank that'd it be fantastic um i do have a list of venues that we are um so we are officially launching at 
um, hobby place in Maidenhead, um, which is a lovely, um, a lovely venue. Um, Dave and Naomi are awesome. They have a code of conduct. You can find it on their website. Um, and it's um, managed by Charlotte, who is an absolute rock star. Um, so we will all be there. But there's also um, 20 plus other venues where you'll be able to buy the beer all on the 4th of February. Um, should I read those out? Go yeah, for yes. it. Cool. Um, this is broadly going from north to south and from east to west. But I mean, don't get me for the order. Uh, so we have got uh, Against the Grain in Edinburgh. We've got Cans, uh, Cap and Collar in Sorter have taken uh, beer and keg. Uh, you've got Hop Hideout, uh, run by Wonderful Jewels, uh, Dodo and Hamwell, Brewery Market in Twickenham, Hop and Vine in Ricep, uh, the Green Goddess um, in London, uh, also in London you've got Hop Burns and Black, uh, the Rusty Bucket, the Pelt Trader, um, then a Hoppy Place in Maidenhead and in Windsor, um, closer to us in Berkshire you've got the Ale House in Reading, Greyfriar in Reading, Castle Tap in Reading, the Fox and Hounds in Caversham, uh, the Grumpy Goat in Reading, uh, The Hive in Crowthorne, Tories Local, um, The Tuppany in Swindon, Bellsroom and Blues in Southampton, Olaf's Town in Woolston, uh, West Street Ale House in Southampton, no, they're not, they're in Fairham, sorry, West Street Ale House in Fairham, Bookshop Ale House in Southampton, uh, Beer No Evil in Worthing, Corks of North Street in Bristol, and Pops and Hops in Cardiff, and maybe some more. Check out our website blog type thing. If your local and isn't on that list, I love list, beer no evil. <laughs> if your local isn't on that, that list, you want them to have this beer. Yeah. Can they get a hold of you to get some? Yeah, just email beer at lucybrewing.com. Yeah. Um, and the the vast majority of those businesses are um, are women or non-binary um, managed and run and owned, um, and all of them have enthusiastically wanted to be involved in the launch so if you're going to one of those places it's because they've deliberately bought this beer and because they think that what we're doing matters um so even if you don't go and buy the brave noise from there then go and support them they are all awesome I went into the hive the other day and uh, one of the people that was working that, that I know was like, we got the elusive brave noise coming in. And I was like, I'm hoping you did. And they were like, it's coming in, it's coming in. And I was like, good. Brewery Market guessing... got a hold of me this week and we're just like, we're getting the brave noise. I was like, I saw you were on the list. I'm guessing people can also order them direct from you. Yeah, you can order online. If they or... want anything else as yes. well. Order online or we have tap room um, and you'll be able to pick up uh, cans from the 4th and I think we'll also have it on cake on the 4th as well um, but I would say for this beer, then like, go and support one of those amazing businesses that actively wants to support people trying to make things better yeah absolutely amazing. and I want to try it on cake yeah <laughs> so some of them have got that... masks as well like there's Ooh, I who's got who's got I'll, 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 I'll say... <laughs> I need to do a both I need to do a both. <laughs> I, I, I work it out afterwards. Um, All right, that's fine. Definitely say, um, so Olaf's son, Dana Walston, Maz is an absolute rock star um, and they've got cask. If, if you're on nice. the South Coast, um, most of our South Coast venues actually have, have got a cask version. Nice. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to plug while we're here? Buy all the beer from Elusive because it is excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not really about that for this episode though. <laughs> Yes, we're very nice people. You should you should buy all of our things and uh, yes. keep them in shoes. Uh, keep Bert in biscuits. Um, yes, Bertie needs biscuits. Bertie needs biscuits. Um, <laughs> very important. Um, but no, honestly, for this, I think the main thing I'd like to say is like, if you if you are a brewery, then write a code of conduct. If you are a person with spendy power, uh, then you are the people that we bow down to, and we would not have businesses without you. Um, you have money, and well. If you do have money and you want to spend it on beer, then please think about where you spend it. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much you for your so time. Thank you so much for having so me. Good. Um, See you uh, soon. Open, open invitation <laughs> for you to come back any time, by the way, of course. Yeah, but then I'll plug all the others. Always welcome. And then, yeah, yeah. they can yeah. come see us on the 4th. Yes. Yes, we're going to all go. All of us will be in one spot. Come we'll see us, Maidenhead. come say hello. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be weird, just say hi. That was a four wins by that point. It'll be fine. Cool. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Yep, so we definitely need to have Ruth, Ruth back on to talk about what it's like to be a boss bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, MD at a brewery. 
because she's, she's like yeah she's she's, she's one a, of my faves she's a bad bitch like i genuinely <laughs> i yeah i love her <laughs> genuinely someone says and like who, who are some of your inspirations it's just like ruth because she's a bad bitch yeah. i love it yeah she's great <laughs> well yeah i mean that's really kind of that's all that honestly that's all that we can yeah that's it. I feel like that's all I can say, really. And the beer's fucking great. It's come. Gone. It was gone like halfway through. Yeah. I tried so hard to spare it, and it was just a tiny bit at the bottom. Oh, let's like if you're watching the video, I'm gonna put this on my brave noise shelf now. Ta-da! We've inaugurated yes. the can into my brave noise <laughs> shelf. We need the we need the riverside like where? <laughs> uh, yeah, we are now recording on a new a new setup, and it's got sound effects. <laughs> Tori's excited about them. <laughs> you could be getting a soundboard. I can't yeah, promise maybe. you to never you have do. a soundboard used. Make sure you That's... subscribe and find out when we use the soundboard. It will be a surprise. Um, <laughs> Tori, if people want to talk to you about your excitement over the soundboard and this amazing beer and where they can come find us and talk to us about it, where can they talk to you? <laughs> I fucking love soundboards, so I'm so willing to talk about soundboards. And I also fucking love this beer. So if yeah. you want to talk to me about the Elusive Brave Noise beer and what it was like on the brew day, getting to brew with some total boss-ass bitches. Oh, yes. Um, not just one, but many. Uh, feel free to message me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. You can send me an email at adventuresinhoptimism at gmail.com. If you want to reach both Joe and I, you can send the podcast a message at a woman's brew on Instagram or a woman's brew podcast on Gmail. And Joe, if people want to talk to you about this fucking great beer, as a person that doesn't even normally drink right. the lighter beers, right. how are you feeling? Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this beer. It is lovely. Um, if you are someone that generally goes for the dark beers, um, do not panic. If you don't like the bitterness, this is nicely balanced you will probably enjoy it it is very very drinkable as i said in the recording uh, so come talk to me about it uh, at my beer school which is love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest you can also come to my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk or email me at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com also oh i need the fanfare i haven't got the little board out uh, we are now <laughs> as a podcast on Kofi. that's k-o hyphen f-i and you can donate to help us to keep bringing you this amazing content head on over there the link will be in the bio and the uh, of our accounts and it will be in the show notes head over there if you like what you hear think about giving us a little bit of a donation because we would buy love us a to beer. keep this going buy us a beer come <laughs> buy us a beer just chuck a little you know chuck some extra coins in for us so that we can keep making this excellent content for you if also, you don't if you it's don't it's okay, fine but you won't get the bonus content but if you do <laughs> you'll get bonus content so come we reward you we do we do um you know get hold of us if you have questions about that and we may eventually have merch like who knows we might have merch if you want merch let us know right that's the end of that looking forward to talking about uh talking about this beer on the 4th of february come see us yes. at a hobby place maidenhead let us know if you're coming let us know if you're coming i'll only be there till four but that's fine (laughs) until then cheers cheers